The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Content Strategy Week on the Voices of Search podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about what you need to know to kick your content into high gear. Joining us for Content Strategy Week is Cassie Dell, who is a Senior Client Success Manager at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And in addition to being our guest today, Searchmetrics is also the presenting sponsor of the Voices of Search podcast. So far, this week, Cassie and I have discussed simplifying your keyword research, understanding the difference between trending and evergreen content. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how to understand topic intent. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the third installment of Content Strategy Week with Cassie Dell from Searchmetrics. Cassie, happy hump day and welcome back to Content Strategy Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. Excited it's Wednesday. Wednesday already, the week is flying by and we've talked about how to do your keyword research, figure out what you're targeting from an SEO perspective, and whether you should be focusing on content that is trending, a quick hitter, or something that's evergreen that might take a little longer to build. Uh, Once you figure that out, what your content strategies are, then you need to figure out how to actually build content that solves the user's problems that really comes down to topic intent. So tell me a little bit about topic intent. How do you divide up the various types of intent and figure out which one matches the topic? Yes. So essentially, like exactly what you said, the biggest part of content is obviously fulfilling what those people are searching for. I will say Google does do a good job of kind of 
telling you the different types of intent based on what it serves. We'll usually break those into a few categories. Two obviously being the most predominant and most important are going to be informational. So content that tends to answer things for users, things that you'll see Wikipedia for, news integrations, frequently asked questions. And then the other side, which is very transactional, we'll see purchase and buy verbiage. We'll see things like AdWords and PLAs. And then category and product listings in this case as well. Final one, just a little bit like smaller, is navigational. It's usually if I am trying to log into Facebook and I'm too lazy to type in the URL, I'll type in Facebook login and Google understands that's exactly what I'm trying to do and essentially directs me towards that given page brand that I am looking exactly for. All right, let's take those topics one by one. What was the first topic again? Informational. Somebody's looking for information. How do you figure out if the keyword that you're writing is an informational topic? So in general, this is some of those either purely is informational or it might be something that is going towards transactional and just very high in the funnel. These are the people that are looking for insight on something. They're either trying to figure out if this is a product they want to purchase and need some more information on it. They might want to do comparisons or find out exactly what something is. Or it might just be a topic that isn't of any sales interest whatsoever. And they're just trying to understand something like an election or a person or things like that. Those are usually those informational type topics in that area. And this is really where blog, articles, things like that tend to serve this purpose. So when you recognize that a piece of content is an informational type query, what is the right way to respond and how does that affect your content production? This is another great example of understanding the topic and essentially who competes in that area. So if I'm looking, I'll use mattresses as an example here and I'll probably use it a little bit in the transactional one. So if I'm looking at best mattresses, I might be trying to understand if I'm going to write content for this, I'm going to compete with on the transactional side, mattress retailers. And on this side, I might be competing with consumer reports and guides to kind of ranking things like that. So that'll give me a little bit of insight to say, all right, the type of content that I want to develop might be looking at, all right, what are the few questions people might ask when comparing different things like a mattress? And how would I kind of break those down? Let's maybe write an article about each or a little paragraph about each of those different types and try and give as much information as I can so that somebody can walk full topic and maybe ready to move into something like a transactional phase with that keyword. So this is a research topic. People are asking questions and you need to answer them. Now, they might not expressly be asking a question. They might be looking for a given topic. But you really need to think about your informational queries as some sort of a topic answer. When it isn't clear what the actual question the consumer is asking, we're talking about the keyword mattresses. How do you figure out what question you're actually answering? Yeah, so in this one, I mean, in general, I can start with a tool that'll kind of break down that who, what, where, when, why, how questions asked about any root level keyword. Great place to start. A lot of content tools will do that and kind of bridge it in similar to our content experience tool. Or there are some actual tools out there kind of like Answer the Public that'll give you a good example of that base layer and say, all right, here's all the questions people are asking about a given topic. How can I effectively answer a good amount of these keywords in a piece of content or a good amount of these questions, I apologize, in a piece of content? So your intuition is not enough when you're trying to figure out what questions are answering on a broad topic. You should be using some sort of a technology-driven tool, whether it be Search metrics, content experience, answer the public. I'm sure that there are other tools that are out there that are going to help you understand what questions are relevant to a given keyword. Eventually, 
you move out of informational into transactional. How do you figure out when somebody's actually in buy mode as opposed to research mode? So with some of these, they'll usually be a little bit, either they'll be very skeleton versions of a keyword. So instead of saying best mattresses, it might be something like different indicators like cheap mattresses or cost-effective mattresses, things like that that tend to obviously lean a little bit more towards transactional. And then it might be different facets of what we call a keyword. So I'm looking at like the best running shoes might be something where I'm looking for a piece of content about it and ratings. Whereas I'm looking for black running shoes. Chances are I might be a little bit deeper in the funnel, more towards looking for something like a category page, a product page, or in general, a piece of content that might bridge me to a point of purchase in that case. And that's where Google will give those indicators where you tend to see those instances of here's a bunch of images and ads and prices and ratings. And Google can typically understand and give a little bit of intent in this case, knowing that someone's deeper in the funnel and closer to making a transaction. That's kind of where those who, what, where, when, why, how terms disappear as well. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Realize that you are working on a transactional keyword. Uh, somebody is in buy node. They're saying black running shoes prices. Clearly a buying mode. How do you handle that experience? In this case, for the most part, they'll be driven to something like a category page, a product page. However, if it is something I've seen instances of things that do have those modifiers on them and they're still kind of top of funnel, in general, you just want to make whatever piece or URL they're directed to have a little bit of information still on there so that if they're still kind of early, they have options or a little bit more description on what that is. But essentially, you don't want to drive them to something as early as a blog or article that's not going to drive them on a point of purchase. You want something that on page, they can either add it to their cart move directly into a purchase instead of something that is a more informational page and says, hey, there's this button over here that might take you over to some of our things that you can purchase. But that's a little bit too early once we get into that transactional funnel there. And in that case is where you kind of map keywords. I got a tough one for you. You ready? Yeah, go for it. When you're dealing with the keyword modifier near me, black running shoes near me. Now, is that an 
informational, hey, I'm looking for resources that are near me, I'm doing my research, or is that a transactional keyword? I want to go buy black running shoes. Where are they? How close am I? What's the hybrid situation and, and how do you deal with that? From my experience at that point, especially if we're starting to see things served like maps is a great indicator here. Because essentially, if I'm Googling running shoes near me, and it is serving me, here's the closest Nike Dick Sporting Goods in your location, I might go there and ask them a few questions as to what they might suggest. But at the same point, I'm not going there to ask them a bunch of questions on different ratings of shoes. I'm going there to buy some shoes. So at that point, I will say near me purchases will, in my experience, lean a lot more towards transactional. I thought I was going to get you there with the perfect hybrid. (laughs) Turns out the near me modifier is transactional. Again, there's the third part here. You mentioned that there is informational, transactional, and navigational. Do you even bother to optimize SEO for navigational? Or is this something that you just kind of let Google pick up and it is what it is? In general, I mean, I've seen... I mean, I think Apple's actually... Like an iPhone is a really good example of something that tends to bridge all three of these. I'm going to see transactional results. I'm going to see informational and news results about the latest iPhone. And I'm going to see Apple right there with site links and important stuff that they've kind of curated specifically knowing that I want someone to come to Apple for this page. So in general, I will say even navigational terms or ones that lean a little bit more towards branded or navigational, it's still important not so much to like competitively optimize the SERP, but optimize it for to peak interest in this case. If I'm Googling something like PayPal, PayPal is going to own a decent amount of the SERP, but they want certain pages to appear. They want it to appear in the way that they want it said and worded so that it's enticing to their audience. So I don't think it's something necessarily that needs to be quite as competitive or need as much strategy behind informational and transactional keywords, but it's definitely not something to ignore. Yeah, it's interesting to me that the transactional keywords, probably not something that you need to spend a ton of time optimizing. Well, how am I going to get my login page to the top of keyword search, Google should probably take care of that for you. But a lot of the transactional placements, Google is actually injecting into keyword results with some new links at the bottom of search results. Have you seen there be a a shift in how transactional results are placed recently? Uh, Yeah, for sure. I will say it's something I've noticed a lot more recently where Google's obviously inserting a lot more transactional and kind of keywords there at the links in the bottom of some of those SERP results and giving you a little bit more of a nudge as to where to go. Yeah, it seems like the idea that while you're browsing around the internet, Google is trying to hand you to the right page, getting people farther down the web experience. That is assuming that it's not one of those experiences where they're just taking your content and reading it to their users without actually driving a click. But hey, It's their search engine. They could do what they want. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Cassie Dell, the Senior Client Success Manager at Searchmetrics. If you'd like to hear more of Cassie and Searchmetrics tips to building an effective content strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about competitive research. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Cassie, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit her company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. 
If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.